2: Hello and welcome to Footballistically, Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. Uh, he is Josh Landy, Daddy, Daddy Bear, Josh Landy. Um,
1: indeed, indeed. Still, we are two weeks and a day in, and uh, yeah, all going quite well so far, Boyd. Good. Although, rumour has it that your uh, baby daughter did shit on the carpet. Is that is that fair? <laughs> she that... did a projectile shit on about. Um, yeah day yeah. nine onto the onto we- the carpet and i must say my wife is uh, very rare to go with swear words but, um, <laughs> really mighty f-word in the middle of the night which uh, did alarm me Bloody i was sort yeah. of relieved actually in the end that it was just our new carpet that's been uh, <laughs> permanently stained maybe she's I mean, listening we- to you on this podcast no, no, no. I mean, you, I never knew. You, you don't quite know what to do. Do you? people say, "I'll oh, get a bit of salt, baking soda, water"? I mean, we we covered most of our bedroom in baking soda, and it didn't seem to have any massive impact. There was still <laughs> mm-hmm. a, a huge stain. Um, um, but there you go. Yeah, there you go. Anyway,
2: happens. we'll have a little. Baby daughter update at the beginning of every podcast, I
0: think, from now to. Yeah, now congratulations, anyway. Yeah,
2: yeah that, that's the sound That's the sound there. The unmistakable sound of Dan Roebuck, uh, <laughs> voice of Arsenal, as I like to call him, <laughs> who has been the voice of Arsenal tonight. You are fresh from commentating on the game, on the Southampton Arsenal game, yep. for
0: the Arsenal website. Correct. That is true, yes. Very interesting
1: as well. Can I ask Dan, because this is so interesting. Dan's obviously used to being in the stadiums and has been doing it from home tonight. How hard is it for you? Because you haven't even got Nigel, your co-commentator, next to you. So he's remote as well. How have you found it?
0: Uh, It's been a bit of a challenge. And tonight, those uh, millions who were uh, listening in uh, were, uh, uh, unfortunately, were witness to my internet connection dropping out for a minute. um, Oh, no. The second half, which is the first time that it's happened. um, And we've been covering the games like this since uh, Project Restart so that was way back in June um, so I've actually only been to one Arsenal game uh, since Project Restart and that was the pre-season friendly against Milton Keynes uh, in which I was um, uh, told to cover from the ground which is great um but obviously <laughs> it is difficult and and this is not just Arsenal it's across a lot of club channels there's only a certain amount of people you can let into the ground um so therefore this is how we're covering and by and large it's worked quite well I do a lot of off-tube commentaries anyway so in terms of of the job it's not a disaster it's never as good as being there as you know when you're sat in your seats, when when you're watching games, you see so much more than just what the television director gives you. So that's all that we get. Uh, and generally, the, the, the communication, although we had a, an issue tonight with my internet, generally, it's been pretty good. So it's, it's a, a challenge to a certain extent, but it's not that bad. And I hasten to add that if you were doing a game from off-tube, uh, someone like BT or Sky, an awful lot of the time your co-commentator is in a different studio to you, different voiceover booth to you. So it's even if you were going into somewhere to do the game rather than at home as we're doing it, it would be something similar. So it's, it's what an awful lot of commentators have got used to this year.
2: Did you and uh, Nigel Winterburn think that the, in the first half when Lacazette was, I would say, uh, uh, grappled with by, um, by their defender and had a penalty shout which was deemed not a penalty by um bt sports uh referee pundit expert whoever that was and martin keown and i thought that was very very uh quick to be dismissed i thought it was a
0: penalty i thought it was a penalty nigel thought it was a penalty oh, good. um because because the the was it vokins the park i can't remember yeah
2: Volk, yeah, Volkins, yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, it,
0: his arm was 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 sort of linked on right. and hooked round, yeah. And then there was also a tiny bit of contact with it with the feet as well. I thought yeah. that was clumsy. I thought that was a penalty. I mean, we're sort of bound to say it to a certain extent because we are Arsenal. Uh, but no, but he was all over him. You know, Focus was I, I, all over him. I, I it was what a was penalty.
2: what was funny on the on the BT um, Sport coverage? The who, Josh, do you remember who the referee expert was they have on?
1: Is it Peter Walton? Peter, Peter
2: Walton. Walton. Peter yeah. Walton, yeah. yeah he yeah, said no, they Not showed... they be
0: confused with Kent Walton.
2: <laughs> right. Peter Walton um, watched the replay and he went, this is a really good angle. You can see clearly there's no contact. I'm like, it was a terrible angle. Yeah, I thought, you could not yeah. see at all. I thought it was a pen. It was a penalty. It was mm. weird. Anyway, the bigger, the bigger the, the, what I was going to start with by asking you, because Debate rages on Twitter right now, um, because I tweeted saying, I think tonight's result justifies Arteta's team selection in the Cup on Saturday. And my reasoning is this. Josh is already shaking his head. Uh, My reasoning is this. A, the team he picked on Saturday, I know it included players that have now become, effectively, the B team. You know, Pepes and Williams and all of that. But not so long ago, they were the A team. It's not like they're not experienced, you know. In theory, I mean, we'll get on to... Individuals later, but uh, the team—it wasn't like he played a completely, you know, um, a, a team of kids, you know, that we've never heard of before or anything like that. It was—it was an was entirely recognisable team of, in theory, perfectly decent professional footballers, right, who have played consistently the season. And all right, we lost m- m- narrowly, and tonight we've advanced up to eighth in the league. I know teams around us have got games in hand, but we're eighth in the league. We're four points off Liverpool. Right. And for me, advancing up the league is much more important than than another win in the FA Cup. We've shown we're a cup team. We know we're a cup team. We've been a cup team for the last, what, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten years. We know what we can do in the cup. It's the league that counts, doesn't it? I, I,
0: I would agree. I mean, I said ahead of the Southampton FA Cup game that at this stage of a cup competition and the FA Cup, the league is more important. When you start to get to quarterfinals, to semifinals, you can swing it around. Just in terms of one yeah. individual game. But I thought that this game was more important. There's only five changes from the weekend. I think the key thing about the game at the weekend was that Southampton went very strong. They were yes. stronger for that yeah. game than they were for the game tonight. Now... <laughs> That's been a bit disingenuous because obviously their, their uh, first choice fullbacks were both n- missing tonight. And you had two players who were making their first Premier League starts of the season tonight in Valerie and Vulkins, And Volkins looked a little bit out of his depth, although he was in the same England under 19 side as both Sackett and Smith Rowe a few years ago. So you can see how they've impre- progressed, and, and he's not so much. But, I, you know, they picked a, a, a strong team at the weekend. Arsenal were a little mix and match. I thought that Mikel Arteta made the perfect choices and could have been different against Southampton if um they'd have gone a little weaker at the weekend it it might have been different but I'm not I'm not unhappy about how the the two games have transpired I don't think in the end
2: no Josh you you were shaking your head but it would wouldn't if stand back from it a minute wouldn't it be I I wasn't in the remotely surprised by his team selection on Saturday I mean I know I I can't you know I mean I'm I'm vehemently, you know, opposed to William ever playing ever, ever again for us. But, you know, bearing in mind, you've got to arrest certain players like Neil smith who's very young. You can't play every single game, you know. Then it was inevitable, wasn't it, that, that he was playing some of those other players that, have, that, that, that kind of played in, in, in the bad period of this season. And B, two games in four days against the same team, away against the same team, southampton playing the same 11 in two it would have been just weird wouldn't it picking the same players i think i don't think any other team in the in the league would have done that i don't you know you don't you don't get and and it was really it was kind of weird that southampton picked their strongest team in the cup as well so those are my various reasons for thinking that arteta was perfectly justified in his team selection
1: no i do i do feel the other way to you both on this i think with the league position that we're in. And I know we've gone and won again today and we're on this remarkable, you know, title winning form, frankly, in the last six games The take 16 points is, is absolutely brilliant, but we are still in a extraordinarily unlikely situation to make the top four. And it is going to be very tough to make, you know, the top six. Look, if we, if we, beat United and we win some of these very tough games coming up. Maybe we'll all start to feel a little bit differently, but I don't know. We've got such pedigree in the FA Cup and to just go and look at that team and be like, you know, it's, it's Eddie and Ketia who, uh, you know, I, I don't think is going to ever be a first choice arsenal striker. And I don't think he's ever going to be hugely exciting to be the, the option that comes off the bench. Martinelli who has had so little game time, um, and obviously he had a little setback since he's come back. You know, Willian who has just been a, a huge disappointment. I just wondered where we were going to get enough goals and, and be enough of a goal threat, especially with obviously a supposed to travel um, and not able to, I just would have wanted to see Lacazette um, start the game. And, and I don't know with Smith Rowe, um, I'd possibly put this game as slightly more significant. Of course, once you get to the quarterfinals, semifinals, we've seen a, a very strong team done in in recent years. But you you kind of have to get there, and I just thought this was a good opportunity um, to do so. And it just it, as soon as you saw the lineup, you thought, well, it's really clear where the um, Arteta priority is. And I don't know if we end up in the top six of the league, we'll all go. It was worth it. Good decision. More important to get three points against Southampton. I'm just not sure. I quite believe that we will th- at the I, minute.
0: I, I thought I thought the, the the draw might have been factored in. It's Southampton away, mm. and then it's Wolves away. That that you, you know, you you if you're plotting a way, route through a quarter final, you've got to win two, you know, tough games away from home against more than competent Premier League sides. I think that might have been a factor.
2: And, and what if yeah, we? I, I think what if we'd lost I, tonight? Think about that though. What if we'd lost? You know, no shame no shame if we've no, got no, no saturday, shame but but no shame but we're we're on a great run of form in the league right and then you lose it suddenly and we've got man united on saturday and you are then potentially into another little mini crisis period aren't you you're you're down back to 11th 12th i don't think people quite realize that how, you know we were 11th again before the game tonight and you know and, all the more and we've got a really, it's really, a tough run it's... coming up right we've had a Decent. I just think it was very, it's very short-sighted to think that this game we could have played tired. I thought we looked really vibrant and fresh tonight, and I don't think it's any coincidence that those five players came in and were much more... And I thought Southampton looked, looked a bit knackered. And I know the, all these things are, you know, with the benefit of hindsight and everything, but I don't know. I just, and that <laughs> bottom line is those players you were talking about. Even Naketia, remember, Niketia was was actually starting quite a lot of games in the league, wasn't he? In that admittedly, in the terrible run when Lacazette was off form, he, he started a few games. It's not it's not unknown that Nketiah starts games in the league.
1: Look, so I boy, know there's it, no there's no question which was prioritised, and yeah. Ultimately, Arteta must have been happy to take the scenario that we've transpired into. So, but don't you crowd, think? I my final point on this, don't you think, Dan? He, sh- I, I, I don't think Arteta would have
2: thought that team that he picked against Southampton in the cup was inevitably going to lose. I don't think. I think he picked that team thinking we can scrape through this with this team. Yeah,
0: I, I, I think he thought that that. It's it's a team he put out to that could win the game. I, I think everyone was surprised yeah. with with the Southampton uh, lineup, given what they did against Shrewsbury. When they played an awful lot of, I mean, they were playing the likes of Ullandulu, who who came on tonight. They played an awful lot of players that hadn't played before. And okay, that was I don't know what league Shrewsbury in. I think mean, League One or League Two. But it, it, either way, you think well if that's how he's treating the cup, I think. It, I I think he got it right. I think it was later down the line in the Cup it would have been different, which stays the obvious. But I think the Wolves thing in the background, I, I just think, you know, that team could have won the game. It didn't. It was a poor game all round. They were better. Tonight, Arsenal were much better. And you're right, I thought Arsenal looked fresh. First 45 minutes was great. Second 45 was always going to be different. Obviously, the scoreline dictated that as much as anything else. But coaches changed things after, you know, a game where there was so much open football. Um, But, you know, Arsenal just, as Josh points out, there's some you know, really good form at the moment. Try and keep that up in the league. Yeah. And run yeah. into United and then what is it, Wolves and Villa away, that's gonna to be tough. Yeah. So uh, I think I, I can't really suggest that he got it wrong.
2: Yeah, keeping up momentum I think in, in this in yeah. the league is, is so important. Anyway, we'll move on from that. But just looking on Twitter, I'm just I'm just looking at it and um I think it's it's very fifty fifty. It's very divided. Pis fans seem to be either one way or the other. Uh, Ricky Lawrence, regular guest on this show, and your mate Ricky Lawrence is is, is infuriated with me, thinks I'm talking rubbish. But others are defending me. (laughs) Okay. But tonight, let's...
1: Let's no, be positive. I, I, just one final thing: you got to remember okay. why are we why are we even in Europe at the moment. You know, for this, you know, cause of the FA Cup, and uh, the, you mentioned we, the case? we could be eleventh. Okay. We could be eleventh in about you know a week's time again. And and you know how are we going to find a way to. It's not just about the fact we're three four points away, is it? You know, it, it's about how many good teams there are above us. Who I'm not sure we're definitely um, better than. I just thought the FA Cup, especially well, at the moment, you know, West Ham are fourth for fuck's sake. a minute, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, West Ham are fourth. We can go, we can go above West Ham, can't we? Yeah, but loads Capable. of it. and you mentioned, okay, Southampton away, Wolves away, but then you also go, well, Man United and Liverpool are playing each other and cancelling out. So you have got probably one team you're scared of there, Man City in the draw, and we've shown that we can do it in a one-off in the last couple of years. So I don't know. I was just a bit sad, and I just, you know, Willian, I think. we've all given up on, right? So, to see him in that number 10 role, you've already not got Tierney. Now, Saka's not playing. You know, Smith-Rowe's been in great form, he's not playing. Lacazette, you know, wasn't starting. There's no even a Bamiang to come on. It just felt like there was a couple of players short from thinking that we could win the game, and we, we didn't create very much. So, yeah, we'll move on, but I was disappointed. One more thing, actually, before we move. Jonathan Helsman, who's also um, one of our
2: mates, says um, that apparently this year the FA Cup gives you the Conference Europe League, not the Europa. Is that right? Does anyone know if that's true? Seen, he says he's 90% sure of that. Does that mean what? the pre-qualifying of the Europa? Is that, is that what that, that means? What's that? He says it's, the FA Cup gives you the Conference Europe League, not it's- the Europa.
0: Uh, I think you could be right. Actually, it's it's, it's the it's the oh, what is it called? I should know because I think I'm working on it next year. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the Europa Conference, is it? Right, right. Which um, is like a okay. Just the have I thought I. Does the FA Cup only put you through to no? No, hang on. Okay, the, Le, the League Cup only gets oh, the League Cup. The okay. FA Cup is still Europa League.
2: Okay, a good knowledge. The League Thank
0: Cup is, is not a Europa League place. It's the Europa Conference. Okay. If you win the League Cup, yeah. All oh, right. Okay. I mean good. that okay. is is that that is a, a competition where you'll be playing teams from the Faroes and Albania and right. Kazakhstan and so on. Right. Yeah. So yeah. You might
1: I am. I'm on Wikipedia, and that, that very much is correct. Of course, as you'd expect from Dan. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The EFL Cup winners for England uh, will be okay. uh, placed into uh, into this competition. But there you go. Good to good still to know. Thursday, Thanks it's for still Thursday
0: up. nights, apparently. It's Still going to be Thursdays. Um, and it's oh be, terrific. And I think it may It may uh, well be sort of early kickoffs. You might be looking at some I oh, Wonder what channel is like,
1: snapping it's, up
2: those rights. <laughs> yeah. But of course, just but one, one more final photo. We are still in the Europa, of course. So, you know, it's not like we've got that.
0: Yeah, Benfica you know. without a winning three, incidentally.
2: Right. There you go. For me, like the path <laughs> in the Europa might be easier than the path in the FA Cup. Who knows? Anyway, let's put that debate to one side and focus on the fact that tonight might have been one of the best performances of the season in terms of playing well in two halves of good football. I think I know we went behind early on after, you know, we should have scored in what the first minute, like I said, should have scored. So, but generally our play, I thought was energetic, um, fluid you know all the young players brilliant i know um saka was man of the match i thought smith had another brilliant game the the revelation was cedric wasn't he dan cedric like cedric was a bit shit on saturday i thought i mean out of position and not and kind of felt like he wasn't really used to putting in crosses from that side but tonight he was amazing
0: yeah he 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 got forward in the fa cup game early on and missed uh, he missed one sort of Presentable opportunity to to get a shot at least on target, didn't he? Really? Yeah. But here and, and and on his right side. But here, crossfield balls diagonally, and I think um, he got a second assist if you believe in these things for the Lacazette goal because it was his crossfield ball that. Oh yeah, second yeah. And yeah, he was excellent. I mean, he has played left back before for Southampton, for Inter on on the odd occasion, and it's basically who do you want as your backup to Kieran Tierney? Yeah. Is he obviously Kalasenac is is now back in in Germany at uh, is he at Schalke now um, on loan? I think he's on loan. Um, so is it Ainsley Maitland Niles? Uh, is he your backup? Is it Bukayo Saka or is Saka now basically moved on and yeah. is he basically a, a forward player from here on in and he's not auxiliary left back or left wing back? So who do you want as your as your as your backup left sided midfield uh, left sided defender? And in it, its. Potentially Cedric. It was a good
2: performance. I thought, tonight. Well, I think tonight he sealed the deal, didn't yeah, he? I mean, yeah. you, you, well, you know, I think he showed that he could. And maybe it was good that he he did play on Saturday in that position, and and yeah. must have seen. I bet you can guarantee, can't you, that Arteta would have shown him where he went wrong, or you know, in that in his performance. Saturday. And tonight he just like clearly learnt from that, and 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 just was a really proper good fullback performance. I think yeah. having a fullback playing in fullback is better, isn't it, than having. Yeah, I,
0: I like. That. I mean. On Saturday he was up against Carl Walker Peters who was the who's the Southampton right back. Today up against yeah. Jan Valerie. Yeah. Valerie who who played last season but only this is his first Premier League start this season, which surprised me. He came through the Wren Academy and he, I thought he looked good last season. He's been bombed out a bit this year, and I think he gets forward too much and he leaves gaps at the back and Cedric had a lot of joy. So it might have been different against a better fullback. He might have been pushed back a little bit more. There might have been something else to worry about. Um but I thought that by and large, that was a massive tick in the right box. I thought he was excellent.
2: He was. Maybe he? not
0: man of the match. Saka probably took man of the match. Yeah,
2: Saka That's was official man of the match. I think he got yeah. it. He, he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: Pakai I mean, Saka was, was just fantastic. I mean, he is a, a, a brilliant player. And we talk about auxiliary left-backs. I mean, he's he could play anywhere, couldn't he, really? He yeah. really could play anywhere. And I never thought I'd I'd see him sort of, you know, right midfield of an attacking 3 but Craigie was brilliant tonight. Was...
2: Yeah, and you have to give... I, I keep thinking this. In, in the bad period, as I keep referring to it as, when we had... What was it one win in ten or whatever it was? Horrific. Um, Arteta putting him on that side that was, you know, that was a brilliant... Has proven to be a masterstroke, isn't it? Because he's managed to incorporate Saka on that on that side, switched him over. He's now an incredible, consistent threat every single game. He's winning man of the match. I think he's won yeah, man of the great. match in three of our last four games. And tonight, for example, he could play Pepe on the other side. Which, and that worked as well. Pepe
0: looked yeah, much... I, yeah, I thought he was... I mean, he play, he's played Europa League left-hand side. Yeah. And, and he's always played better. But against what opposition is it in the Europa League? If you play yeah. Boulder and Dundalk and that type of sort of quality and whoever played last year it, it, but you know he, he seemed it was the point was made I think one or two tweets that, that um, we took to tonight and were saying that he always wants to come inside on the right inside you know what yeah. he's going to do yeah. whereas the left you know sometimes he will go to the byline some, he will do something different you're not quite sure what he's going to do he's, he's he's less predictable maybe over on that left I thought he was for, first 45 minutes excellent you know took his goal really well showed a bit of strength went on some good runs and and the price tag is the problem isn't it for pepe because he's um, yeah people yeah. just expect 75 million every single time he goes onto the pitch
2: and also i think the fact the problem's really been it's it's the price tag it's that you're right. He does. He's very predictable, isn't he, on the other side. He always does the same thing. He kind of cuts in, runs with, dribbles, sometimes beats a player, cuts inside and then launches that shot from long... Like, I, for me, it's like, why don't you ever run a bit more in the penalty area? It's well, yeah, a bit it weird. take it forward
0: more. Be more take b- it forward more, right. Yeah, Nigel Winterman was saying that. Get your head up, take it forward more. You don't have to be static. You don't have to try and do the same thing. You don't have to look back, you know, be more positive, be more ambitious on the ball. We saw that. He got in, got in some advanced positions, got in the box a bit more, caused problems... I don't think he's going to start against United at the weekend, but I no. don't think he's the, the the worst coming off the bench.
2: I mean, presumably, if Aubameyang's back, Aubameyang's in this weird um, mystery.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, know, don't no. know at all what the situation no. is there.
2: No, um, um, no, I'm not. I'll, yeah, we don't want to speculate either. But um, who knows? We don't. I don't think anyone really knows whether he'll be back on on Saturday. So anything could happen there. Um, Josh, what what was your who was your um, uh, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised by, particularly by Cedric, but secondly by Pepe. Um, and I just thought generally it was a very heartening performance.
1: It, it was, wasn't it? I mean, first minute, we, we should have been one nil up. I imagine that, unless that was the minute that Dan's internet cut out, that he <laughs> was up ready to celebrate with, with Nigel. I was, I was like, wow, we're going to be one yeah. nil up. So, to, to, uh, it, it was so pleasing because I think um, uh, we have been very poor, when we've gone behind this season. Yes. Dan yes. probably knows more more about this, but I think it was actually only the home game against Southampton where we managed to get any league Correct. points back when we've gone behind. So so to see us come back and within five minutes get the equaliser and then actually, um, you know, be, probably put in one of our better performances this season uh, was, was terrific. I thought Cedric on Saturday, it was getting a bit boring that he was constantly going down and cutting back and having to put the ball in with his right. And it, it looked like Carl Walker-Peter's had the better of him for, you know, the vast majority um, of the game. And it was a complete turnaround today, you know, his, his performance and Saka is, is just the most exciting talent to come from our academy since, since Wilshire, isn't he? And I noticed actually that, you know, he's up to 45 Premier League games. Saka has now played and he's, he's nearer 19 than he is 20. It, it, it is amazing. And I think the uh, interviewer on BT Sport made the point that he has more goals than all other teenagers in the Premier League combined. And, you know, we are, we are incredibly fortunate to to have him. Um, and it just, you know, seems like he's, he's an absolute one of the first names on the team sheet. I mean, it's amazing that, you know, when we talk about players that were left out on, Saturday of the FA Cup game, we're talking about Saka and Smith Rowe as being two absolutely key people that we predict. Whereas, you'd think in, in more normal times, this would be the sort of games where you are throwing them in and hoping, um, hoping they survive and, and thrive. So, yes, really encouraged by tonight, but so intrigued as to what you know the next few you know weeks um are going to have in in store mm-hmm. I just uh, I'm just intrigued but we're lucky also Lacazette has come back into form at a time where um Abameyang has been you know in, in slightly less impressive form and yeah. also now potentially out for a few games
2: Lacazette's playing really well in this formation I think isn't he um Dan like yeah. I think I mean he missed that chance in 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 the in the first minute which was annoying because he should have scored but apart from that I just think he'd link up play and some of his passing tonight was brilliant. Like the, in fact, he, par- he, he had an assist, didn't he? Which was brilliantly timed little pass. Um, I just think he's really important in this setup. And I think actually the whole four-two-three-one thing is helping Pepe a bit because he he often doesn't get to play in that formation. He was playing in wasn't he four-three-three, and the emphasis was much more on him. I think out wide. I just think I'll t- I-, I have. T- I mean, you know, I was. I was kind of furious with Arteta for a period, but now I feel like he's won a lot of, he's got a lot of, he deserves a lot of acclaim for for getting into this formation, which is much less predictable, isn't it? It's much more, it's just the chalk and cheese, this, this lot playing in this formation to the four three three situation we had in that period when, when Willian and that, those people were playing all the time. <laughs>
0: those people. <laughs> those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, l- <laughs> I'm l- just... Lacazette um, l- 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 like fell out of form, didn't he? I mean, he, he fell out of form... Yeah. But he, but he's come back hungry. What I really like about him is that he seems to link up so well. I mean, that goal against West Brom with Smith-Rowe, Lacazette and, and Saka was just sensational football. And he just links up so well. He's got 45 Premier League goals in 114 Premier League appearances, Lacazette. It's not quite one in two.
2: That's pretty good, though,
0: isn't not, it? It's not all so right, isn't it? Yeah. You know? I'd
2: love someone to because it's a constant comparison with him and Giroud. Now, now Giroud's everyone's favourite Arsenal striker oh, of all time yeah. suddenly, and I, I, I still prefer Lacazette. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I I'm, that, I'm, I'm, staying yeah. with that.
0: Yeah, I, like, like Lacazette. I, I mean, he played with his back to goal an awful lot tonight, didn't he? But you yeah. know, he, he, he's, he put his body on the line when he threw himself at the cross from side. Mean, I thought he had another good game. He seems to relish playing with the youngsters. He he, he brings people into play. Yet he had a dip in form and Catchy came in. Didn't really quite work. I'm not saying that Eddie's done with just yet. You know, he can still contribute but, you know, Laka, I thought he, he, he's been excellent recently and mm. and you're right, he seems to fit with Smith Rowe buzzing around and, and Saka or Oberon on right and left or whoever plays in those positions. It, it looks a good fit at the moment. It looks like Nicol yeah. Arteta's got it right.
1: Yeah, Joshua, what were you going to say? Yeah? Uh, well, no, I did just see the Arsenal uh, Twitter account um, put out something to the uh, effect of, we are thinking of you over. So uh, I'm not oh, okay. qu- we're not quite sure uh, yeah. um, what, what the situation, yeah, thinking of you over, the uh, Arsenal tweet uh, about 10.30 said. So, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, whatever the situation is, is... is um, it's not going to mean that we lose him for for too much longer, but um, yeah, it can't be uh, it can't be brilliant news. You suspect, but I
2: think on the plus side, I mean, I, I, whatever's happening with him, we, obviously, I mean, we of course we wish him well and all that but I, I think another big plus tonight was that you know we can, we can work in this formation we can work perfectly well without him you know brilliant as he is brilliant as, you know we've got enough and Martinelli didn't play Martinelli didn't even come on he was going on to come point. on one point yeah he, that Martin, was that weird yeah. yeah that's right that
0: was well, Pepe got booked <laughs> poor Pepe I he mean, didn't he re- get booked in that because he was he was about to come off and then he came yeah,
2: again. I, didn't even yeah. I mean was, he get, he was booked slowly. for slowly for being too
0: slow, but it, yeah, but he wasn't going off anyway. <laughs> he wasn't going off anyway.
2: So really unlucky. That must be the unluckiest booking in 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 recent football history. Uh, you know, his best game for Arsenal for ages scores a goal and then gets booked for walking for going slowly. Off, even, even though he's not meant to be going off. That exactly, was and didn't go off yeah. and didn't go. Played ninety minutes, oh which dear, is which is realize. which is very rare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What is going to happen? I, I, Shall we take a quick break, Josh? And then, and then I'll ask the big question of the moment. What is going to happen with William after this break?
0: If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen... cooler.bike e-bikes that are cool af
2: and we're back from the break we have to talk about william because again i I mean i it's already isn't it already the situation right this is going to sound a bit harsh but he seems so pointless to to, uh to, to me right now already dan's shaking his head but I just can't see what the point of having him right now in in this in 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 the, in the in any team. I don't feel like now Arteta could could pick him at all. You know, especially now the FA Cup's gone. I don't think even in the Europa, he can possibly pick him because it's going to seem really stupid and weird because he's been so pointless. Apart from that very first game he played. So the situation: what happens with him now? We can't sell him, can we? This quickly, we can't move him on. So we've got a kind of another lame duck. It feels like we've got after just after the Özil situation was sorted and you know he's officially gone and you know we wish him well and all that but we've got another lame duck hugely expensive player on a massive weekly wage who is old and he's he's unbelievably got another two and a half years on his contract it seems an extraordinary situation i know i'm not saying dan asking you Dan to confirm that he's pointless (laughs) but it is a weird situation isn't
0: it on the day on the day that William makes his 400th league appearance wow across Europe's top divisions that's for Shakhtar multiple title winner and cup winner and UEFA cup winner for Angie Makachkala where he was in Russian football briefly and for Chelsea where he was a title winner uh, an FA cup winner and a Europa League winner and for Arsenal 400th league appearance tonight you're throwing him under the bus Um, three Premier League assists so far this season which is a team high along with Emile Smith-Rowe although many of them may well have been a few games ago I thought he came on and looked busy I'm not saying he's been a, a huge Success because he hasn't. I, I could understand the signings. Sometimes you can understand the signings and they don't work out necessarily. But we'll see what happens. I thought he gave a bit of energy when he came on. Um, I'm always going to defend everybody, obviously. Um, <laughs> but I, look, no. When you say okay, when you say you can understand the signing, but at
2: that age for that for three years for 200 well, and a reported two hundred two hundred fifty k a week.
0: I don't know what I don't know what the money's on. But if mm. if we if you look, I th- what we've got is. We've got three teenagers in Saka, in Smithrow and in Martinelli. I oh, know, I think Smithrow's 20 now, isn't he? He um, Who, okay, you, you could probably predict Saka. Martinelli was injured at the start of the season, wasn't he? Yeah. And and Smithrow has, has sort of come from left field because he yeah, had that, yeah. the, the lone spell at Huddersfield last season. So if you wanted a bit more experience, we don't know what the situation was with Meza Ozil exactly, but... In the summer, it looked like he was going to be, he's going to move at some stage. So, if you just wanted to get some experience, why not? He came on a free. I know he, I, don't, I don't know what the wages are exactly. Um, it's he, not worked out, he's not playing every single game as, as we thought he might do after the, the game against Fulham. I don't know. Mm. That's that's mm. the sort of the, the, yeah. the, 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 that, that, that's the case for. I guess. I guess I, I can I know, see what you mean. I know mean. I'm not. I'm not going
2: to check no, no, no. anyone's mind with it. No, but I can see. To be fair to you, I can see what you mean. There's a certain logic, I guess. Yeah. To if if you if you because the millsmith Smith Road things happened, wasn't it almost by accident? That's often the great the great kind of you know yeah. discoveries of players and, and, and what they can contribute. Sometimes it just happens by accident. But um, you could say, yeah, an experienced. But the problem with with getting an experienced player like him is he has to be instantly. Uh, giving us something, doesn't he? Like yeah. he played that first game and was perfectly—that was a perfectly good first well, game. He would he have played.
0: thought he would do? You know, right. he was a so yeah, I think Chelsea. It's not yeah. as if, like you, you look at what he did last season and think, well, well, what on earth are we buying him for?
1: Sure, you know, he sure. was
0: contributing to Chelsea last season. He's just not worked out as everyone thought it would do. Some yeah. things happen that way. Yeah, I, I, I made the same argument. Do you remember um, uh, Sebastian Squillacci um, Of course, uh, who, who was was wasn't a great. Either, but at the time Arsenal needed a uh, an experienced centre back, and I think it was either him or Mexes, and we were linked with Mexes every single year for about twenty years. Squillaci, French international, came was was pretty dreadful. But if you it, you know sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. A lot of the time you get these experienced players, they don't seem to work. I'm trying to think of one in, in, in any club that has, but if you know it's it's. It's unfortunate. And it you can see
2: right. like Cavani for Man U is working, isn't it? In the sense that he well, gives them something else. Like, I'm not saying he's he's he's, yeah. he's amazing, but I, I can see minute. that experienced forward who gives them another option. Yes. and can come off the bench. Like, that seems to make sense to me.
0: Yeah, I suppose so at the moment. Yeah, at the moment. But Will,
2: I don't know. For me, when you got when you spent 72 million on Pepe and then you bring Willian in, kind of playing
1: in his position. Josh, what were you going to say? I was just going was a you know a French international I think at the, at yeah, the time was. we he we was. signed him at a time where France were quite a proper uh, international uh, force so um you know look we we we've made a you know a, a mistake here I think I think we William and it feels like it's going to be a almighty turnaround to start seeing how he um Forces his way into the team, and it felt like Saturday was a huge opportunity in a sort of no-risk game to go play your way back into my team for the next league game, and it and it, and it isn't happening um, at the moment. And I don't think there's any fans who are calling for him to to be starting in our in our Premier League team, and the idea that we've got two and a half years left on quite an expensive contract is a is a bit of a concern at the moment but there, there's a player in there isn't there a, a great talented player and you just hope something clicks and you know maybe a little period out the side and he and he comes back but boy we we've done what 35 minutes of this podcast and given the amount of airtime that Meza Ozil has, has been given um in recent months that he's finally gone and we haven't mentioned it was quite amazing what, but... what you what are you going to say about it? Well, the,
2: to be honest, the reason we haven't mentioned it is because I thought we'd gone. I, I just, you know, I thought, I just assumed he'd gone when we were recording this podcast no, this time last week. I know he hadn't. hadn't. I know. I know he hadn't. I, obviously, I'm aware he actually hadn't officially, but it did take a ridiculously long time. He was literally like, you know, flying to Fenerbahce. He was, it was and in the air for days. It was in the air for days <laughs> and posting lo- loads of comments about Fenerbahce on Twitter for days. And then finally, it was confirmed. Wasn't it? I mean, it was comical. It was the, what did know. you make of his farewell letter? Did you? Uh, I thought you it was. It uh, I just thought it was. You know, I don't know. I, do you know what? It, this is going to. I'm trying to. How can I word this? I think in the end, it, forget football. Right. Forget the fact that for me, he was obviously in decline, and you know, should never have been given his 350 a week contract ever. But I just think as a personality, I just think he was a bit petty and a bit self-justifying and a bit like you know. I just felt very defensive. You know, I just thought his and his farewell comment. You know, I just kind of, kind of trying to say, oh yeah, we only won. We started winning things again because I, you brought me in. You know, I just it felt very. I don't know. I I wasn't impressed. I have to say. You know, when a player is that allegedly brilliant. Right. Did they have to really justify their, their contribution like that? You know, just say goodbye. Thanks to the fans. You know, it was like a self-aggrandizing thing. And if you're going to have a little account of your career at a club that you're just leaving, well, in that case, you know, be a bit more honest about it and go by there. But in the end, you know, it was an absolute disaster, frankly. You know, I would have given him, can you imagine that. But just don't, just don't go into it. Mesut, it was me. it was it was funny. Like, he said, what is it?" It's like lack of class. In the end, people you know people say about Mesut Ozil, his massive fanboy following, that he's this like you know amazing guy, gives to charities, brilliant, blah 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 blah. He stood up for the Muslim in in China, brilliant. But as a personality, there's something wrong, slightly I don't know. Uh,
1: yeah, slightly off. I'm just wondering because, like on on this farewell message, where he said being with Arsenal for so long has meant I've experienced a big mix of ups and downs, over 250 games, 44 goals, and 71 <laughs> assists later. Brilliant, but he doesn't he doesn't sort of clarify that they've been declining at quite yeah. <laughs> quite yeah. quite alarming rates. One assist this le- this season, you know, wanna go for it, Meza? You know, give us the full stats.
2: I just yeah, think in, my, very, <laughs> very in my in my final that. campaign, I contributed. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, you know, people go on about... Who was it? People go on about Alexis Sanchez and what, what a twat he was, right? People were always, like, assuming that Mesut was the lovely, decent, you know, human side of Arsenal. And Alexis, at the time, when they were both in the team, was this egomaniac, you know, who was selfish and everyone hated him. I don't know. I think it's all a bit... That narrative, I think, maybe is... I think, in the end, I think I preferred Alexis, to be honest. Anyway, I'm not... Dan, I'm not what would you say in, in farewell to um, Mesut Ozil
0: I don't know it's going to be interesting to see how he fits in at Fenerbahce and I've just been looking at some numbers I don't actually really know anything about this player but I'm going to sound like I do now um, uh, which is probably what I do most of the time uh, <laughs> the, the, the player who plays in the, the sort of number 10 attacking midfield role for Fenerbahce is a Greek player who I've never heard of Dimitris Pelkas uh, but he's having a very good season. Four goals, uh-huh. five assists in 15 starts. Seems to start every single game. Plays just in behind the striker. So he's the man that's under pressure, but the man that's been doing well. So if Ozil comes in and does not hit the ground running at Fenerbahce, wow. it's interesting to see what happens.
1: You, you said five assists.
0: Five assists, four goals so in that, 15 appearances. So uh, nine I mean, goal contributions, mm. as the stats wow. people like to say. I
1: think in me, just
0: Mezzet has
1: four, out. four assists in the league in the last two years, so he's, yeah. uh, he's got a hell of yeah. a. Going to have to improve yeah. quick. I my my summary of him,
2: I, I put on I think on Instagram or something. I said, um, uh, you know, he had some brilliant moments, lovely moments, loved you know, loved many of his contributions, but in the end, didn't give us as much as Emile Smith Rowe. You know,
1: that's that's my final verdict. You know, in the, you know uh, in the end, I mean, you know, right now, as maybe, we, maybe when. Uh, you know, it, it, time will heal a little bit, and he will be better remembered than it feels like it in the moment. And people will remember. You know, he's entitled, Boyd, to talk about the success that the club had because he did join a club that hadn't won a trophy since you know 2005. Mm. And yeah. you know, winning those FA Cups did feel like a, a bit of a turning point and, and prolonged the wonderful, great Arsene Wenger reign. So for that, I'll always uh, be thankful for him. We've done some other transfer business, though, Boyd. I mean, yeah. we're, I, I, I don't know what Dan makes of this. I was really intrigued this signing of of Matt Ryan from from Brighton. I mean, how crap do they think Roonarson is? Like, how big a mistake have the club made <laughs> with bringing in? Like, I can understand how you make mistakes because you know oh, that player didn't quite work in the formation that we were going to play in the end this season. You don't really have that excuse with a goalie. That's like, the
0: problem with keepers, isn't it? It's it's like you, you can't play two keepers, so it's it's not like you can say, and "Well, like, I brought William in because he can play in different positions." You know, yeah.
1: firstly, you thought, well, it's obvious if they're signing him, he's not coming to be third choice at Arsenal. He must at least be kind of second. But they were they were both on the bench on Saturday, which was an unusual one. But then well, tonight, are, I think, only I think Matt Ryan on, was.
0: Yeah, they were only on two on the bench at the weekend because uh, Oba had travelled to St. Hmm. Mary's, I believe. And therefore, Matt Ryan was the, let me get this right, Is it the 19th man. Yeah. 20th man, whatever. He was in the squad, but wasn't going to be named as a sub, but they thought they may as well name him as a sub because he was there. But then um, tonight he was. Tonight he was. Yeah, Runnison's made a, a, some mistakes. He's only young. He's not got the experience. I quite like Matt Ryan. Uh, I, I don't exactly know what happened at Brighton because he got bombed out, didn't he? And and I know that his stats weren't great, but I thought he was a decent keeper last season. And I think, I don't know this, but it sort of almost smacks as, as though... Maybe not this particular move, but a move was being sort of lined up um, because they, I can't remember the keeper who's come in at Brighton, but um, I thought Ryan's done all right. I, I think he's a good, hopefully a good backup. And that's yeah, the I thing, mean, isn't the, it? Yeah,
2: to get, we, we, we need, it, you, you're obviously signing well and to be the backup, so you're not going to get, you know, are you? I mean, it'd be rare to get a
1: world-class, you know, goalkeeper. The, the, the
0: thing proven. is, is when is he going to play?
1: You, you well, uh, that's the question. Shit, isn't yeah. it Willie? Really he like, still playing in the Europa League? I mean, we're not signing.
0: We'll uh, playing
1: now, would you? I don't think. No, I don't
0: um, think so no. But if, you, you, but you
2: need cover if 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 he gets injured. If if yeah. if um and, and clearly, Rune was terrible, wasn't he? In that one game he played, he just had a terrible game, didn't he? And he, looked, he it was looked,
1: against Man City, I think, it was yeah, a difficult yeah. night for him. Yeah, and well, his I mean, stats you know, are, a, are terrible. Aren't they? <laughs> so this is a goalie that played every single game last year for the for Brighton. Yeah, yeah. Didn't miss a Premier League game, so. Yeah. There's got to be something in there which is um, a bit more stability and presumably he has been assured of some football in the Europa League at at least. um... I can't think he would have been assured. I I, I doubt it. Yeah, I I think 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 he just comes back. He's
0: he's only on loan, isn't he, with an option to buy. Is that right? Or is it a buy? I don't know. I I think it's a
1: loan. It's a loan, yeah, it's it's a loan. loan. Talking of which... Go Arteta on. was asked. No, Arteta was asked if it was... Um, and he said he's, he's unsure at the moment whether it will become a, a permanent transfer. Were you going to talk about some of the other ins and outs that we've had?
2: Well, I was talking about Odegaard. Yeah, Odegaard, Odegaard. Socrates, I thought
1: you might mention. Oh, Socrates, sorry. I'm more
2: excited. I mean, Socrates, yeah. I mean, yeah, good luck to him. But Odegaard is genuinely exciting. I think Odegaard is a really impressive bit of business. Josh is already... Josh Listeners, Josh is looking... I don't know, doubtful, but let me, hear me out. I don't, this is not, I'm not saying it's going to be a brilliant signing who's going to come in and play every play games and, and, and immediately be great. I'm saying, on, in theory, when, you, when you're buying a player right now to take some of the pressure off Emil Smith-Rowe, right, mainly, mainly, Considering, I think now William is consigned to the to, to to the B team and not 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 an A choice player. So you're you're buying a player to be backup to our uh, attacking creative talent that we've discovered in the last you know couple of months. So you don't want to kill, to use that famous phrase, Emil Smith Rowe. That's the last thing you want. So you've got to bring in a player somehow that we de- that we need on the creative side, who you know isn't going to cost you the earth because you've got Mills fucking Smith-Rowe. And I think it really made sense to to, to to get a player on loan who is creative, you know, an attacking midfielder who can play probably in, in more than, you know, in a few positions in in, in the front line. And if if and, and to ease up on the Emile Smith-Rowe to make sure he doesn't have to play every single game. Because at the moment, you're like, if Emile Smith-Rowe isn't playing every game, then it's an absolute massive loss for the team. If Mer- Erdegaard can come in and in a few weeks' time play the odd game and be perfectly decent as a creative player then then great isn't it that so for me it like makes total sense
0: um potentially yeah i
2: mean, <laughs> potentially. I, I, I mean yeah potentially i mean who
0: knows i he mean could... I, do you know what i, I know i know he's, he's a little bit he's a little bit of a um what's the computer game whatever the computer yeah not, FIFA. Um, not a FIFA a football manager
2: football
1: manager isn't right.
0: he a darling and football manager because yeah. he's been he's
1: been playing since he was about 12 yeah. Uh,
0: yeah I don't know a lot about him I, I, obviously he went to Real Madrid didn't work out played for Sociedad last season apparently did a lot better they wanted him back, but they've not used him, or Zidane hasn't used him that much. So, I, I, I you know, it's it's different than a Squillacci or a Willian. You're getting someone who's a lot younger with an awful lot still to prove, I guess. I'm not even quite sure what type of player he is. An attacking, is he a Smith-Rowe type player? He's 22, he's only two years older than uh, Smith-Rowe, he's been around for... 15 years
2: always. yeah yeah it's incredible isn't it yeah i think he can play in that in those positions but i think he is like you know he does that's partly one of, he's one of those players i think where you're not necessarily entirely sure what his best position yeah. is like a lot of our i think you know you could say the same for some of our youngsters apart from Emil smith who is slotted into that position comes with a lot of
0: expectation doesn't it because of yeah
2: yeah but he's creative i think the thing that everyone seems to be saying about odegaard and he's had a lot of injuries you know but you know, in theory, that's more creativity is what we need, isn't it? And that's, you know, certainly six weeks ago, we were like, we need some fucking creativity from somewhere. And in the end, it came from Emil Smith-Rowe mainly. It's now, I think, coming from particularly Saka, Saka Emil Smith-Rowe, you know, and, and others and Tierney, you know, a creative force, you know, when he plays. So it's it's less desperate now but still i think it's a, it can only be a good thing if if mm. he turns out to be anywhere near what his reputation is
0: yeah one, league, one league assist in the last cal- in the last 12 months i think for Odegaard. anyway let's just move on <laughs> well, he hasn't played much though has he? he hasn't he has well been... this is last season at sociedad as okay. well but yeah okay. I, oh, well, look, I, I think potentially, look, i i would i would trust you know arsenal with this one i think it's more if, yeah you know, if if they've looked at him and thought he can make a difference and he can contribute for for six months, maybe even more, then that's good enough for me. Yeah. I it's
2: like what else? My question is this: What else would we, what could we have done? You know, in terms of assigning in this transfer window as yeah. backup for our cre- creative talent, I don't uh, know. Exactly, it's I difficult. Don't know. This this is this, um,
0: this is a good one, I think.
1: Yeah. Yep. Could have got Kim Kallstrom out of retirement. <laughs> as, uh,
0: as long as he takes. He's the only penalty thirty-eight. In the semi, that's fine.
1: Exactly. <laughs> maybe that's what will. Uh, maybe that's what Odegaard's here for. Maybe there'll be a Europa League semi-final penalty and a penalty shootout. So yeah, broken back, back Kallstrom. Broken back. No, Calstrom. look, it, it, yeah. it's great to have another another body in, and very very clearly the club were waiting until some bodies you know have got out, and uh, and they have, and uh, at least Arsenal. Are being proactive in in you know who knows exactly what deal was struck with Özil to to get him off the wages for the last six months and uh, you know Kalasenac has uh, has gone out and uh, and obviously Socrates uh, as well you know so the two players really who were the high profile ones to miss out being in the Premier League squad Özil and Socrates at least the club I guess have had some half you know, getting half their money back on the season, so to speak. And, you know, that's better than than nothing. Um, You know, there seems to have been talk about Mustafi leaving the club, but that, that's sort of been rebuffed in the last day or two. It seems like he will be um, yeah, sticking why. out the season. I don't know why they're rebuffing that.
2: It'd be great. He'd be the first well, name. You don't know
1: off. which way. You don't know which way. I mean, you know, maybe you get to a point where You know, with Ozil, obviously it was a very long, drawn-out process. Sokratis, presumably a bit quicker, he's he's gone back to playing Greece. Maybe Mustafi has just gone. You know what? I'll if I don't play again and I need to find a club in the summer, then you know, so be it. Yeah, I just think generally, I'm not. You know, this is this is sounding like I'm. I'm, You know,
2: I'm delighted with everything we're doing, but to me, this transfer window so far makes at least makes sense. Like it, it feels like they're going out of their way to get expensive older players off the books, you know, as we as you just said. And we've done that, you know, we've got we've got some of them, particularly so I think most I don't think many of us were expecting if you think about it, I don't think many of us were expecting them to actually be able to get rid of Urzil in, in this transfer window. A lot of people uh, yeah, were saying
0: I, I agree. I, I mean I, th- yeah. I think it's been it's been good business. I mean Mikel Arteta wants the squad that, that he wants. It's 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 hard, isn't it? You know, for, you you can't just say well they shouldn't have put him on various contracts. That's what happened. Mikel Arteta's had to deal with it. It takes a bit of time. You you Whatever you've got to do to get people away and off your squad, he seems to have done it. It, it feels like it, like a good January, and yeah. if Odegaard comes as well and just provides a bit of spark, then then all the better for that as well. Yeah. It, you know, and we, and-
2: yeah, we should say by the way that Odegaard hasn't officially signed no, as we're doing I don't even this know podcast if he's now. Come, yeah. But uh, well, apparently I think he's had his medical today. He's been in London and I think they're probably making the video. They're editing the video, welcoming video as we speak. Um, so I think it's going to be announced tomorrow, so by all, by all accounts. And just to say he is known as the Norwegian Messi and um, yeah, and Pep Guardiola vowed to make him the world's best player. I mean, I don't know if he says that to every um, player he, that, that he has in front of him, but those are the famous things that people and um Gwynne Ballage did a video about him um, the other day on Twitter, which which was saying he, you know, potentially he's really good. So none, of, I'm not saying it could. He could easily be the next like a William, you know, like a 22 year old William type of situation. But for me, I'm, what I'm talking about is the strategy, strategically. I feel like uh, finally, you know, cause strategically we've been an absolute nightmare. Haven't we for, you know, for years, like what has been our strategy in terms of acquisitions and getting, and, and all that. Whereas for me, this chance window at least just makes common, makes perfectly decent sense, whether or not that, you know, he works out, who knows, who knows, who the fuck knows, but I'm at least pleased that we're trying to get some creativity in and, and it's not going to kill Emil Smith Rowe, which can only be a good thing.
1: Um, we got to look ahead to the yeah. uh, game at Manchester United, Saturday, 5.30. Huge, massive,
2: huge game for us. Do you think, Dan, that Man United are, is this run that they're on, is it a proper run showing they're capable of actually winning the league? Or is it kind of like, you know, they haven't played that many amazing teams? I mean, they they played Liverpool a couple of times, but... Do you think you know? Do you th- I think we can beat
0: them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, i don't just yeah. I, I'm. I think you're right. I'm just looking at some of the results now, because they haven't beaten the big teams. I know mm. they beat Liverpool in the FA Cup last time.
2: Yeah,
0: but in terms of league play, have they beaten a six, a, a top six? Already? No, I don't or think top so. Top six, and I don't think they have. No. Um, so I, I, think the jury's still out. Uh, what, what they seem to have done though is, is they found. I mean, Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, he's been amazing. Fantastic. Man.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah. He, that's
0: one of the best signings is for years? Su- yeah. su- such a catalyst. Um, yeah. And Solskjaer is seemingly now getting the best out of Pogba as well. Um, and whatever you think about Maguire, you know, he's, he seems to be doing it as well. I mean, it, and there's less mistakes from De Gea. Um, but I watched a bit of the, the FA Cup game. They still look vulnerable at the back. Mm. I mean, Luke Shaw's having a better season, isn't he, I think? Yeah. Wan Bersaka, maybe not so much on the other side. I mean, United have always had really good players. But over the last few years, their squad has underachieved. And maybe it's just... a. Uh, a time. What's going to be interesting, and I've just thought about this because I watched that game at the weekend and, and they were suggesting who would play against, sorry, the, the nil-nil against, yeah. against them. And who's going to play in that game? And the, and I think the pundits were saying it'll be Fred and McTominay as the two midfield sort of enforcers or shield, if you like. And if Solskjaer plays that, I think that's, that'll be a real compliment to, to Arsenal and Arteta because I think it'll believe that Solskjaer just want to come and, and just try and get a point. And yeah, he'd be happy yeah. with that, and and hope that maybe Fernandez can can do something, Rashford can can do something, um, Pogba can can maybe create something. But I, I and I and I think he will do that as well. I think Sosha will be mindful of the way that Arsenal are playing at the moment. I think they will be defensive. I don't think they're anything like as good as they used to be years ago under Ferguson. When oh no, no. You, you know they're, they're, are they genuine title challenges? Yes, they are. Be, simply because everyone. Seems to be beating everyone else. So City look good, don't they, at the moment? I guess. So, I think
2: City. City is, uh, yeah, yeah, I, City I think is there's different. a little
0: bit of a, a, a little asterisk by their run simply because they yeah. haven't been beaten and they're, they're out of the Champions. League. Are they in the Europa League? Uh, yes, they uh,
2: are. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Europa League. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I think that I think they. I think I think I think we can beat them. I mean, we did beat them away, not you know, in in yeah, a, a one shining result of a, of a yeah, few you, months ago. Yeah.
0: you talked about good, you know, best performances of the season. And although it was a very different performance, Arsenal yeah, that was... really well did a job that day. And, yeah. and the game against Chelsea at home, I think. And whatever you think about Chelsea, like United, they've got a lot of really good players. Um, and who knows what they're going to be like under under Tuchel?
2: Oh God, yeah, I'm furious that they've got rid of Lampard. I think you know, I mean, yeah. that, that was a Chelsea were on a decline, on a on a, on a good decline under him. And I think Tom uh, Tuchel is potentially a really good, a really good uh, Sonic. I, think, I think
0: Arsenal on on it's Saturday, Saturday tea time isn't it? I think if yeah. Arsenal play as they did today uh, you know big chances of winning and it'd be a great win yeah it'd be be a massive three points
2: incredible three
0: three points United will come and defend and it might end up being a draw but of the two to win it I'd take Arsenal to win
1: I mean it'd be uh, unbelievable to to take you know, six points off Manchester United in the in the season we've done. I, I, I presume, am I right? With the last time we, we would have done that being what two thousand six seven that year where we won one 0 up there at the was it? Who got who got the goal? I think we then got beat the, them goal, at home. Yeah. In, in the season, so you know, we're talking fourteen years since taking six points off Man United um, in the league. And yeah, that was
0: a two one, wasn't it? At home, I think quite early on in the year.
1: Yeah, 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 I think it was. So, you know, a huge opportunity. I mean, if we can, you know, look, I, you know what I've said before about being a bit dubious on our bid for European football from a league position in terms of top six, you have to change your tune. If we, if we can sort of go away Southampton, beat United and go and get a result at Wolves, even if we take probably four points from, from mm. these two coming and up.
0: And then he's Villa away after that.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, avoid defeat in this all round, and you, you have newfound respect. But because of all these teams around us, we we are going to have to go and win games like this if we are going to make it. So uh, a, a huge opportunity. But the, the confidence, as you say, from the league form is you know must must be huge. I mean, this is uh, as good as Arsenal have had it in a in a very long time. And so don't,
0: and don't all um, the players look like they're really enjoying it? As
1: well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, which is a transformation. It was, it's a transformation. Yes, yeah.
0: they you see right. them coming off the pitch. But hang on, yeah. Smith and Saka and and, and Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who's not not kicked a ball, coming and jumping all over and yeah. whatever. Yeah. There's a real you, togetherness there.
1: But but you know, you look at some of the players. You know, Gwendeusi. You know, gone. Uh, you know, Torreira, O's or you know, there's. I don't know. You sense that the players that are around and playing are players that maybe aren't. Causing issues or or divisions, and uh, there is a bit more sort of yeah, which which he said, which
2: Arteta made quite clear was one of the reasons why um, you know the the non-negotiables was was players that were a bit difficult, you know, and I think. Whatever you think of him, Gwendozi, you know, was was a bit like that, wasn't he? There was a brilliant rumor, wasn't there? Did you see the rumor that we were going to be swapping him for Julian Draxler, who we've been, who, I think, we've been linked with Draxler for about
1: Forever. the last ten years? Yeah, yeah, he's coming um, in with Mexis. We're really excited about the <laughs> yeah, double swoop. Yeah. yeah, right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was, it was the Ajax fullback? Was it Trabelsi for uh, God, yeah. going back a few? Yeah,
2: days. yeah. There are so players, players few, on yeah. there? We're linked with yeah. for about ten years. Yeah, and sometimes, and yeah, sometimes we never get them. Um, uh, I'd love to see Draxler Arsenal. at his height he was fucking amazing um, yeah a, proper, he, he,
0: proper mean, German not, yeah, I'm just looking at he's not, he's not been getting at Paris Saint he's not been getting no. that, much, that much game
1: time at Paris Saint-Germain last couple of years bring no. him in bring him in what's your prediction Dan for the game against Score prediction. Go, I, I will go for I think
0: it's going to be a different game tonight but I think it might be a 2-1 Arsenal win don't see Arsenal losing I, d- mm. I don't see that mm. I don't see Arsenal losing I'll go 2-1 Arsenal
1: I'd say one-all, Bordeaux.
0: Um, I'm going to go two-all, yeah. I,
1: I, yeah, two-all,
2: I think. Um, yeah. I'll be gutted if we lose that game. So, uh, but I think, you know, the, I'm going to have the final justification of the FA Cup team selection because I just think winning tonight was so key to give us the confidence and to keep this run going United for that United game.
0: Play, United play tomorrow as well, don't
2: they? Yeah, United I mean, to play tomorrow, so we've got a day of recovery, a day extra of recovery, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I think it's,
2: anyway, it's incredibly exciting, isn't it? it could not be more exciting that we're playing Man United
1: at home. We've on. got this um, again. I mean, this this non-stop run of of sort of two games in, in the space of a few days um, finally ends after next week. We have a, a little breather, but um, it's Wolves on the on the Tuesday, six o'clock on the second week today. Are we going to have another podcast before then? No, I think we'll do one uh, in this manner day. straight okay. after. So yeah. we should
2: predict Wolves as well. Oh God. Putting us through the mill.
1: Well, no, Wolves are, and uh, not in fine fettle, uh, at the moment, so, I'd, uh, I think if we, you know, at the moment, the way they've been playing, I'd, uh, I'd be backing us to go and win at Wolves, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't you Boyd, or are you not
2: feeling um... that way? I think they'll give... They're still tough, aren't they? They're still a tough team to... Um,
1: they Are in. Are they in the worst four? I mean, they are... Are they? Barely they, they were beaten in... by West Brom. Oh, God, all right. Yeah, you put that into in perspective. Their, in their last league. And yeah, they, they beat Chelsea, Chorley they 1-0. Chelsea,
0: yeah, they play Chelsea tomorrow. Then they play Crystal Palace. Okay, and then it's awesome. okay.
1: Yeah, I, actually, I might be wrong. I just feel like they haven't won in a. Was it since maybe since they beat Chelsea back they, in December? They, yeah, you're,
0: they're on a terrible run. You're yeah, right. Yeah, that's their last league win, which yeah. was 15th yeah. December. Yeah, yeah, we're eight
2: points ahead of them actually, which is uh, which is surprising to me. I didn't even realise that. So, um yeah, we should beat them, shouldn't we? Let's face it. Yeah. So, okay, bearing that in mind, I'll say three-one. Dan.
0: Yeah, I was, I, I was going to say something like three-one. Yeah. Let's. Okay. I'll, I'll go three-nil.
2: Okay. And Josh, 2-1.
0: Uh, 2-1. Yeah, two one. One.
2: Two one. Two once one again, once again, the predictions section of the podcast has proved to be dazzlingly entertaining. I think we'll all agree. I think we're we'll all agreed on that, aren't we, Dan?
1: Hugely, time. Dan. Thank there was someone, someone on Twitter for, who, oh, go on. There was someone on Twitter that had done a table of how you had oh, done yeah. in this, uh, yeah. But um, it's a little bit invalid because I, I, I missed the podcast and that hadn't really been like, I hadn't been given like a par score. They should have both just been voided, um, I think, really? but but anyway, um, thank you very, very much for doing the table. Do, do you have it up how, many, there, how many
0: have you got right this year?
1: Oh, I mean, hardly any, it, it, it's been pathetic, <laughs> really. <laughs> but it, it's a is,
2: a is for Arsenal, is the excellent, excellent, um, tweeter who tweeted who does, has does, done this table for us. Um, my, um, I'm on what am I on? Correct outcome. A um, correct outcome, as in, you know, whether we win, win, lose, or draw 53%. I'm on. Josh is on a mere 51%. Um, no,
1: I'm. Why are you making that up? I'm on exactly the same. Oh no, you're on I'm the same. On eight sorry, out fifteen. No, I was. You sorry. You're on no. nine out of seventeen. <laughs> you're on
2: you're those, nonsense. Nonsense. You go, so I, I misread right. it. I'm sorry. I, I, that was an honest Convenient. mistake. Convenient. But I am on correct score. I'm on twelve percent. and You're on a mere seven <laughs> percent. Although to be fair to you, well, um, one out of fifteen, two out, out of 17. 15, it's 2 out of seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're not going to win any. We're not going to win any awards for this but um, no we're not uh, but the we're mere not. fact but thank you to dan <laughs> the mere the mere fact that um someone makes this table for us is justifies the whole thing so as i'm concerned dan yeah oh, you're absolutely. a hero for staying up to which it's is fine. now 11:30 p.m um and you've been talking yeah. about this ruddy arsenal game for for the last like four hours I have,
0: but you know i mean it's you know it's locked down don't I only get to speak to the missus and the dog so um you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm quite happy to you know
2: the poor He's dog's dry, probably dry, missing you.
0: Dry, dry January as well. There's not a lot going on in my house. I <laughs> Fair enough.
2: <laughs> thanks anyway. Thanks so much for joining us, and Pleasure. Josh, thanks very much, and um, good luck. I hope the baby doesn't shit too much more <laughs> on the carpet. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Should that be the title of the podcast? No, absolutely, uh, baby. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye.